We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reseller Water Cooler. Today, I am your host, and this is Sam from Threadmaven, and I have two lovely co-hosts today. Hey, everybody. It's Ashley. Hi. Hi. It's Julia from Juju's Fashion. Okay, so today we are going to talk about Q4 and the expectations and realities of what Q4 is for us as resellers. So... Q4, if you're not aware, are the last three months of the year, October, November, and December. And I just want to know from you guys, what are your expectations? What do you think of when you think of Q4? Okay, so I immediately think of like Toys R Us at Christmas. That's just like what comes to mind. Um, Just like busy time of the year, Christmas shopping in just retail stores. That's just immediately what my mind goes to. What it translates to for what I sell online it's not similar in my experience, but that's what I think of just off the top of my head. I think of complete and utter chaos of people trying to last minute <laughs> purchase their gifts for the holidays because they've done nothing all year. And then November and December, it's like hustling just to try to find stuff for like 20 people in their family. That's what I think of. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like giftable season exactly. is what you guys are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, obviously this is, as we all know, retail's busiest season of the year. Um, but for us as resellers, I think we all have a little bit of a different mindset or we should um, because most of us are selling used clothing um, or used items. And when we think of giftables, typically it's the new item. So One of the things that we've talked about as a strategy for Q4 is new with tags. So have you guys delved into that side of the business? I don't know, Julia, what about you for Amazon? Is that a big part of your business? Oh, for sure. Um, All and most everything that we send into Amazon is new or has to be new because you're going to be gated in some of the other, not categories, but I guess, you know, whether it's new, collectible condition, used, like most stuff has to be new unless it's going to be like books or electronics. And that's not really what's going to be selling over the holiday season. I mean, it could and it does, but yeah, for sure. New books, um, new like uh, small appliances or, oh God, uh, decor, um, Stuff like that, it's all got to be new. So have you kind of transitioned your sourcing to prepare for Q4? Okay, no. And I'm going to be honest because I'm really behind the eight ball on this. But I had this totally cray-cray strategy that I was going to do for Poshmark. I had not even considered about, you know, it being holiday giftable season. I just wanted to get a whole bunch of stuff up on Poshmark. So I have been hoarding and hoarding and hoarding all of this inventory and some of it's new with tags and, you know, stuff like that, but it's all stuff for Poshmark and eBay. So I have to get that completed and finished before I can go and on and source for Amazon. Just for me, like, I guess it's just like an OCD thing. Like I can't Mm -hmm. mix the two or like I'm totally scatterbrained and I'm all over the place. So I have not started that yet, but 
that's okay because I don't plan on going like super hard anyway for Amazon. Yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been going through the summer and preparing for Q4 was when I do see a new tags item in the store, I do stop to kind of consider it a little bit more, even if it's not, you know, a brand that I typically go for. Um, And if it's cheap enough and I feel like it's something that can flip for the, for a giftable, that's one thing that I've been, um, you know, focusing on in these last couple of months. But I think the key thing for us as resellers, you know, mostly within the secondhand market is that you kind of have to change your frame of thought that like your expectations for the holiday season is going to be like crazy busy, you know, all the sales. Um, But realistically in the secondhand market for clothing, it's, it's not as busy as I have, you know, historically seen um, than Q1 for me. Ashley, have you noticed any difference? Yeah, I feel like December is like pretty slow for me. And honestly, though, I don't know if it's... But is that because you have your, like you have that plan that you do in December, like a lot, most every year, are you like going right. to do that again? And that may be why that you're, that you're slow. Yeah, in yeah. So like December slow, and I'm fine with that. Because just my mindset is that like, I want to be really intentional with like celebrating Christmas and um, just doing all of that kind of thing. So after Thanksgiving, I will obviously still ship and do all of that. But I really cut back on like listing or posting as much because, you know, I just want to do like fun holiday stuff with my niece and nephew and my boyfriend and my family and stuff like that. So it's kind of a different take, but I would say like October, November, like still pretty good. Okay. So I definitely want to come back to your thought about, you know, your your time schedule actually changing within this season. Um, But let's circle back on talking about like the sales goals and expectations for Q4. Um, Julia, for you, do you feel like for Q4, it's going to be an improvement over Q3? Or how do you kind of, what's your frame of thought for expectations for Q4 with for sales? So for me, I think I'm going to base it off of last year's Q4. So if I, you know, double my sales or even a quarter more of what I did last year, then I'll be happy. I'm not going to base it off of what happened in Q3, where we're at now, because I know that I didn't do as much work as I could have or I should have because it was summer, my daughter's birthdays in the summer, you know, things like that. And it's definitely going to be a different take and a poll when people are shopping for Q3 versus Q4. So I wouldn't compare those two necessarily. Now, if you haven't had a Q4 yet, like this is your first year getting into it and selling, I would say just maybe pick whether you want to have like a certain sales goal profit or number like money coming in or sales goal as in sales, like how many items you're sending out and base like pick one of those and base it off of that. And are you improving that number each day or each week? And then just go from there. Yes, perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking too, is it's hard to compare quarter over quarter because they're completely different seasons. It's different expectations. Um, So I think one of the things I was, I did participate in Q4 last year. This is going to be my second Q4. Um, 
So I am going to compare to LY, but for a new seller, I think it's important to set for me, the way that I break it down typically is I set weekly goals and then I break it down further by daily and then, you know, add up the month to see where that's going to leave me. Um, but I think that's a great way if you're a new seller and you haven't done this before to kind of set expectations. Um, but again, you know, it's a different season and I think you have to think about what you're selling. Yeah. Very Especially true. during this quarter. So are you guys going to list on like more platforms for Q4? Is that one of your, your goals or just kind of the most you can do just on Poshmark or eBay? So so for me, um, actually eBay is taking the front seat um, versus Poshmark. When I started the year, I came in probably 60-40 um, Poshmark to eBay and then it kind of evened out to 50-50 over the course of the year. Um, But lately, I've been running probably 70-30 eBay Poshmark, and I expect that that's going to continue. But one thing that I have been doing is cross-posting. For me, just the big area where I want to cross post is in the luxury goods or the higher end because into other sites like Tradesy, I did see a, a little bit of a spike Q4 last year for Tradesy. Um, so the more that I can get on there, um, you know, the more eyes I get on those items. So that's one thing that I'm focusing on because I've seen on Tradesy, it's not as big of an algorithm where you have to consistently post daily, but I just yeah. want to get those items up there. So that's one spot. And then Mercari. Nope. That's a good thought. I haven't been on Tradesy in as last year's Q4. So it'll be interesting to see. And right now I don't have a lot of things up. So it would probably be my best interest to go ahead and get some more stuff over there so I can get a good base <laughs> on how Tradesy will be for me for Q4. But no, I plan on trying to get all of my stuff on as many platforms as I can, whether it's Pushmark and eBay, Macari, Tradesy, as we just said. And I also will sell stuff locally. Like, I don't care at all where I'm selling it. Just I want to sell it. <laughs> and it could be a lot quicker flip. You know, you have to consider the time frame. Like, is it super close to holiday season and someone yeah. just wants to run by your house and pick it up versus shipping, you know? So think about that. That's a really good point, especially for like toys and gifts and stuff. Okay. That reminds me of something too. Does um, in Q4 or if you know someone's holiday shopping, does that make you like communicate with them more? Do you offer to like wrap it or have you ever had it where people ask for you to gift wrap it or add a note or anything to somebody? Okay. That's a good question because I've never had that. (laughs) I haven't had someone ask me, but in the comments or like on eBay, they'll send you messages and stuff. And they have said, this is for a gift, yada, yada, yada. They have, they didn't expect me to do something or ask me to do something, but because I knew it was like, I took special care and wrapped it or didn't put any like logo or branding of, you know, the platform that it sold on, on the item or the box or whatever. So if that happens then I'll go the extra mile and do that. And if I can tell that it's going to be a gift item. Like if it's a guy that purchased something from me that's new a tag and it's a female's item or whatever, most likely he's going to give it to his girlfriend or mom or wife or whatever. 
And so it's just that time of the season. And so I just take extra care and package it as if it would be presented as a gift. That's a good point. I don't I don't do invoices, but if you ever do get an, you know, a customer ask saying that it's going to be a gift, um some people do put invoices in their packages, so maybe you could leave that out. Yeah, I like the idea of like not putting like the eBay tape or something like you said, Julia, so that they could when they get the box in the mail, even if it's just like a priority box or something, they could just gift wrap that, stick it under yeah. the tree. Easy peasy. There you go. Ready to get, ready to be a gift. Ready to go. (laughs) Yes. Like, that's how I want to do my holiday shopping this year. Wait, really quick. Can we go back to Tradesy? So the one thing about Tradesy, too, is I feel like people splurge a little bit more on themselves, too, in the holiday season because, you know, they're like, well, I want to get what I want and, you know, that kind of thing. They want to give a gift to themselves. Um, So I feel like people do buy some more luxury items or, you know, fancier things in the holiday season. And I know obviously Poshmark is huge, huge, but in the luxury goods market, like people know tradesy, people know the real, real. So it might be something to consider if you do have those items in your closet and they're not getting much traction, um, considering going into another platform. Okay. What about holiday dresses? I'm like sparkly cocktail where I'm wearing this to my company Christmas party. Oh dresses. yeah. Do you guys do mm-hmm. those? I did get quite a few of that last year and um, even some vintage items. So I thought that was super fun. I haven't stocked up on that. I just haven't been finding a, a lot of it lately, but yeah. that's definitely an area where people um, will spend in Q4. Yeah. When you said like they want to spend on themselves and, and kind of, will pay up a little that's what came to my mind immediately is because like you have to look good at your party and also we should consider um ugly sweaters mm-hmm. but if you're gonna go out on a limb and you're gonna stock oh, your closet yeah. with ugly sweaters make sure that they are unique and different maybe you haven't seen them before or really ugly or really have a theme going because there will be so many so many ugly sweaters will be listed on poshmark and ebay they're new on Amazon. Like, make sure that you're getting like, yeah. the cream of the crop and you're not spending too much money on these. Okay, guys? Yeah, I agree. Be careful with ugly sweaters because it's so saturated. You can go to Walmart and get like, there's like 50 different options. So they're so prevalent now. Let's not forget that so Q4 includes three, probably four major holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So obviously our mind immediately is drawn to Christmas and Hanukkah and all those giftable things. But let's not forget that Halloween is major. So costumes, that's a major market for a lot of people, um, especially in the secondhand market because people wear a costume once and they sell it or they donate it and they never wear it again. So that's something to be on the lookout for and be aware of. And if you do have something. Yeah, totally. List those now. Yeah. Like today. Um <laughs> But like if you have something that you think could work for a costume, add that keyword into your description or your title. Um, You even like put like if you think it could be like Catwoman outfit or, you know, anything like that. Just try to think of different ways to market those items that you may already have in your closet or um, if you see it out and about. 
So that's for Halloween. But for Thanksgiving, one big thing is home decor. And because Poshmark added the home market, I think that could be a really big area, um, you know, to sell. Like people always buy um, things to set their tablescape and all the decorations. So just something to think about. Have you guys looked into that at all? This is our first year with the home market on Poshmark. So yeah, it will be really interesting to see what kind of stuff goes up for the holiday all the holiday events and to see how much is actually selling. I mean, I can see really unique heirlooms or collectibles that also fit the holiday theme going, but I can't see someone buying like paper plates and paper napkins and matching, you know, napkin rings on Poshmark for $30. <laughs> yeah. Like, come yeah. on. But I mean, I guess that's whatever floats your boat. If you find something you can't live without and there it is, then there it is. So let's not just think of Poshmark. There's also eBay and Mercari. So if you are cross-posting to those platforms or and you see something like that that could fit the bill, that could be a really good and quick flip. And I feel like you never know what people collect. So sometimes stuff like that is a great gift. Like I know that I collect like vintage Pyrex. So you might look at it and think, oh, this is like a kitchen bowl or something like that. But to me, it's like they don't make that anymore. It's from the 60s. I love it. I'm going to buy that and give that to my mom for Christmas. And, you know, and it could be the same for like Pioneer Woman stuff or the Magnolia stuff. So it might seem like a home or a kitchen decor item. Why would that sell? But a lot of people want that as a gift. But or like I'm hosting my first, you know, Thanksgivings or Christmas in my new house. So I don't have a lot of that stuff. So I might think like, hey, I need to get new like serving dishes or, um, you know, any of that. So, I mean, I think that's. That could be a really big market. So, okay. So what we're saying is if someone that's listening wants to go out and basically put a huge bundle together that has the plates and the matching saucers and napkin rings and the little (laughs) leaf decors and the goblins and everything, then you just sell that as a bundle and I bet you'll have a buyer. And they're like, oh, I just have to put it all on the table. It's done. I don't even have to go to 15 different stores. Like, hallelujah. So that's an option. I'd buy it. Anything that makes it easier. (laughs) Yeah. Share it to my closet. I need some stuff for my house. (laughs) We will be buying and selling a lot in Q4. And I think everybody is like that. So talking about selling, are you going to be shopping on Black Friday? Um, no. (laughs) I will not be shopping on Black Friday. Uh, Now that I have a child, I don't go out there and I don't brave the madness and the mayhem (laughs) and the chaos. I would rather just buy online or I'd rather wait a couple days and just pay for you know, whatever's left. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. What about you, Sam? Are you a Black Friday shopper? I used to live and breathe (laughs) Black Friday sales. (laughs) Honestly, like growing up, I used to, well, I used to work in the retail world too. So I would have to work a lot of it, but my family and I, we would go at like the midnight and go through to all the stores and all the sales, like at the outlet malls and all that. But lately it's just lost. It's luster to me. I just think, you know, the whole market changed when they started doing it on Thanksgiving and now it's the whole week. And I don't know. I honestly, last year I went to maybe two stores and if that, I don't even think I got anything crazy. Um, 
because you can do so much of that shopping online and you get the same deals and you get them like three days before they're even available in store. But it could be a sourcing opportunity, potentially. My problem is that I thrifting has has ruined me. (laughs) Even on Black Friday, I'm like, that's not a good deal. I can get it for (laughs) $5.99. Same, same. So that's so funny. But yeah, there, there will be a lot of sales. So there could be some options like when we were talking about new tag stuff um, to pick up some retail arbitrage, doing your research, figuring out what's the hot toy this year. What's the hot? It's like, always style? a big like, sourcing. You, it's always a huge sourcing in? opportunity for those that sell on <laughs> Amazon. So they, I personally won't. Like I said, I'm not going to go. But people that sell on Amazon We'll go out there. Black Friday hits so many stores, get so many cartfuls, so many carfuls back and forth to their house, and they'll turn around quickly, get that shipment out, and send it to Amazon, and they'll make money off of it. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're selling everything within the 30 days, you know, before Christmas comes. Yeah. Like, don't believe that. Some people are still trying to get rid of stuff they got last year, and that's just the way the market is, you know, or they tank the prices, and they're like, oh, I want to hold on to it for a little bit longer because I'm going to lose money, but people will be out shopping for Amazon, for sure. That just reads stress to me. <laughs> Like it it's just so stressful. I've seen those videos where people are like, they like rent a U-Haul to get oh all the stuff goodness. and go to like, yeah, it's madness. Different WalMarts. I don't know. Wow. For me, that's just not my deal. So more power to you if you can, you know, get in those lines and yeah. go through those crowds of people. But um, what what about for your specific closets and stores? Are you guys going to run any Black Friday promotions or special holiday promotions? Is that something that you've thought about? I have. I haven't thought about it yet. I tend to find those days to be kind of slow on Poshmark just because my closet is just, it just can't compete with Target.com, Walmart.com, Amazon.com, Best Buy, all those other deals. So I don't know. That's something I'll have to have to think about. But but. What did you do last year, Ashley, that you said, like, come December, you put your stuff on sale or you market it low or maybe you send, like, low offers because you want to start fresh every year? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. I love just, like, in January, like, new year, new me, new posh closet, like, cleaning it out. If I've had it for a long time, I don't want to take it any offer. I might take it to a buy, sell, trade store. I might take it to the thrift store, donate it to something. Like, I, I just like to get rid of stuff so me marking down my entire closet might be a really good idea might be something that I do this year for not necessarily the holiday season but kind of in in a way it is Julia did you see um or did you find that last year on Black Friday or Thanksgiving and Christmas it was slow in your closet or okay in your I don't have the best memory so I'm trying to think back but I want to say that around Thanksgiving <laughs> was not slow at all I want to say that there was a lot of sales like the day before the day after I want to say even the day of and I'm I'm watching the football game and I'm checking my phone and I'm like oh people are out buying today but I think it's because of like what y'all are saying there's so much online right now people don't have to go Black Friday shopping they don't have to go out to the stores and so they're just looking online or there are women that don't enjoy watching football games like maybe most of their family and the guys do so they're just sitting scrolling on Poshmark so I I think that my closet was actually pretty active on Thanksgiving and the day before and after but around Christmas I think I do remember that it, it slowed down and most people are with their families and that's when they do big travel plans 
bands, etc. Stuff like that. So what about you, Sam? I know that you keep a lot of great records. So have you looked back and, and seen how it was for you? I didn't look back specifically day by day, but if I can remember correctly, um, I think mine was very similar to Julia, where I did see pretty good activity through Thanksgiving. But then for Christmas, it was crickets. People are definitely not shopping, at least on Poshmark for me last year, they weren't shopping my closet. Um, It was pretty slow. But for Thanksgiving, because everyone's in that shopping mindset, and so many people are looking online at the deals, because instead of going into the store, and they might be just cross referencing to see if they can find a similar item or, you know, um, for sale on Poshmark or eBay, um, I think it was pretty good for me. But as for me specifically about running a sale, I probably will run a sale in my um, eBay store, probably a percentage off discount. But for my Poshmark store, I don't know if I mean, I hope by then they'll have the like run a sale in your closet feature where you can like mark everything for a percentage off. Um, But that's probably doubtful. (laughs) Um, That would be a Christmas miracle. Um, But I, I don't know. We'll see. Depending on what my plans are, I might be sending out offers, but likely I'll just send offers, um, you know, that Monday after, after everyone's already, you know, seen all the deals out there and then they can get my final last push. So as we've kind of alluded to and talked about, spending time with family is something that's really big for everyone during the holiday season. So from a reselling perspective and your, your schedule for listing and shipping and all of that. How are you guys building out a plan, you know, to kind of keep that balance or, you know, with the holiday season? Okay. So for me, my plan is I'm going to try to ship as soon as possible for anything that sells in Q4, just because I will feel that rush. I feel like people want to get their item. They want to get it really quickly because you never know. They might, they might do their family thing the Sunday before Christmas or Hanukkah is so much earlier in the month that, you know, they might need it very quickly. I feel like everybody's like a last minute shopper. So I will adjust to shipping very quickly. Um, Right now, my average ship time is like a day, but I would like to even offer like same day shipping. Um, And then I just have the mindset of like that my family and my boyfriend and my niece and nephew, stuff like that will come first for me. And then the listing and all of that will kind of come behind. I don't know if I'll necessarily schedule it, but I will just do what I can when I can. I I love having that mindset, especially during that time of year, because I celebrate Christmas and I like to be really intentional with that, like I said before. So I'm going to kind of more focus on that. But you can definitely still get in the reselling if that's what you want to do or if that's what you depend on. Okay, so I said earlier in this episode that I had this really cray-cray idea that I was doing for Poshmark, right? So I've been hoarding all... (laughs) I've been hoarding all this inventory. Yeah, yeah, explain yourself. So I haven't listed on Poshmark for the entire month at all. So I've relisted stuff. I've relisted old items. I've relisted things that I've sent offers on and people didn't bite. Um, but I have not listed new items for the entire month. And I was intentional with that. I've shared my closet, maybe not as much as I should have with me not listing. But for September, my idea was that 
I will be listing a thousand things for September, which is really kind of cray cray because sometimes I don't even list like every day usually. Um, so I have all this stuff hoarded. It's all in Google Keep, all my drafts, all my pictures in my phone. I have stock photos prepared and ready saved in a file on my desktop of some things that I want stock photos for. And come September 1st, I'll just be mass sending all these listings out. So I want to plan for 20 a day. So it kind of, you know, doesn't overload my closet. It looks like I'm continuously doing it. So I'll do 20 a day. And then um, depending on how that goes and what results I see, I might continue it for October. But then that means I'll have enough in my closet where I won't really have to do a ton of new listings for November, December. I'll just relist. I may, you know, if I get the itch to go out and sourcing and get some items, I'll get those out. But I'm not going to make it like I have to go sourcing. I have to get some stuff up. I need new listings. I have to get photos, yada, yada, yada. Like I don't want to do that. And like I said, I also plan on getting some stuff to send to Amazon. So I want to be done with the clothing part so I can move on and get stuff for Amazon to send that in. So I will let y'all know the results of my little experiment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. So you have been yes. sourcing like you normally do. Yes. And drafting, but you haven't been actually posting them. Is that right? So right now in the bank, in Google Keep, you have, right. I don't know, let's say 500 items. Yes. I'm making that up. That's correct. Like ready to roll. You just haven't posted them. So I'm. Wow. Oh that's awesome. I can't wait to hear the result. And I still have some more sourcing to do. Like I'm going to go out um, because I still need to get some stuff in. And I'm probably going to do some online shopping as well to get those last items in. But yeah. So we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. So essentially what you're doing is setting yourself self up for Q4 so that you're more available to do Amazon and then you already have all of that in the bank from a listing perspective so then you can focus Fam- on exactly, family exactly. and other things. Okay, so you guys know I'm pretty OCD and like to be very organized. Oh, no, really? So the one thing that I've been focusing on is <laughs> making sure <laughs> that all my inventory is in a good place. Um, so, you know, I've been listing, you know, consistently. I mean, I should be increasing my listing numbers per day. Um, but I've been having a lot of other things going on with buying a house and everything. Um, so the one thing that I've been doing from a listing perspective and sourcing perspective, like I said earlier, is just kind of focusing on getting some new with tag items, looking into branching out into some other categories that would be more applicable to the holiday season. Um, so that's what I've been doing to prepare for it. Um, and as far, and then uh, including the inventory organization and all of that, just to make sure that Q4 comes around and one, there's already a lot going on with my family and holidays and everything. But then two, you know, the increase in, in sales. I just want to be faster. I want to, like Ashley said, I want to ship faster. I want to get things out of the door faster. So then it's not, I'm not spending the time that I would be doing inventory and trying to catch up and trying to find what I sold and working on things that have stains and things like that. So I want all of that 
done now before it gets to the busy season. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing to prepare. But then when I'm in season, I definitely well, I need to prepare now for it, but getting ahead of listings. So um, not to the extent that Julia is having all of her listings prepared um, just because I haven't had that time to do that. But um, I want to, my goal is to be at least a week ahead of listings. So then, you know, the week, this week I would be creating listings, draft listings for next week. So then I'm kind of ahead of schedule. So then when it does come to Thanksgiving and Christmas, like I don't have to worry about listing on those days. I want to maintain the consistency within my closet without having to do the physical work of listing. Because for me, that's my biggest thing that I yeah, spend. Yeah, no, that's the most really important. On. I think that's I think that that's a really good takeaway for listeners is do what's attainable for you. So if you're getting listings ahead a week in advance, you know, then, and someone's like, well, I don't even have that much stuff. We'll do it maybe a day or two in advance, just so you know that you have yourself a little bit of cushion. So that if something comes up or a family member gets sick or you got to go out of town here, like you're still okay. You're still covered and you're not going to stress out about what you're going to list or, or whatever. So I saw this on Instagram and I apologize. I cannot remember who posted it, but it was somebody preparing for their maternity leave. And what they did was say they listed 15 items a day every day, but needed to prepare for three months off. So what they did was they divided the number of days off or they multiplied the number of days off by the number of listings that they wanted to get done and then divided that by how many days that they could prepare for it. So then that way, like I'm just making this up, but say you do 15 a day, but you want to add an additional four every day that you have in the bank for drafts. And then that way that kind of like builds up. So then you have that amount of listings kind of in the bank to release later. Um, So that's kind of the idea I can't, and I apologize. I cannot remember who. I love that. She should market that. that. So you know, maternity leave out. plan, listing plan, goals, something. That is cute. Well, yeah. Formula. I mean, if you're a full-time reseller, that is hard. Yeah. So essentially the same idea, but like if you're going on vacation or preparing for holidays, kind of that idea. So um, that's my goal. And I want to work on that. I mean, I should have started working on that a while ago. So right now I have to do the math and figure out how many a, a day I need to add to get I think, there. I think that's a really good point because a lot of people travel. I know I used to, um, we would go out of town every single year for Thanksgiving, Christmas, stuff like that, because my extended family does not live where we live. So I feel like a lot of people travel. Some people will travel from um, the last week of December for like Christmas and then they stay till New Year's or they go out of town for New Year's, stuff like that. So definitely be prepared on the front end and you'll have a much better holiday season. Okay, so if you had one piece of advice to give our listeners, what would you say for Q4? Ashley? I would say prepare as much as you can. Um have everything you need with your inventory put up correctly. Make sure you have your shipping supplies ordered. If you ordered from USPS, like go ahead and put a big order for those and just be prepared. So it's less stressful. I feel like the more you plan, 
the less kind of scrambling you have to do, and then you'll have a great uh, October, November, and December. Shoot, you stole mine. Stock up on shipping supplies. But USPS does get delayed with um, how fast they can ship stuff to you. So make sure you get ahead of the schedule and get those in as soon as you can. Um, Another piece of advice that I would give is watch your handling time on eBay. Um, Obviously, you want to ship as fast as you can. But if you are going to be out of town for a weekend, you have to, have to, have to make sure you extend that handling time with enough time that when you're accepting offers and things like that, that it doesn't catch the shorter handling time, if that makes sense. So just be careful. Make sure you're aware of what you're um, advertising to everyone. So my tip is going to be try to communicate with your buyers a little more. So if you're not really communicating with them now and you're kind of just countering offers or sending offers or listing with you know, no offers on, on eBay, I would say you get counter, or if you get offers or you start to get bundles on Poshmark and things like that, make sure you're communicating with them. And if they buy, you're communicating when you ship. If they have a question, you're communicating immediately because in Q4, that could mean the difference of you making that sale and someone else making that sale. Because if they're looking for it immediately, they need a response immediately, whatever the case is, just try to communicate more. You may be busier. You may obviously, hopefully have more sales than normal. That's the goal, right? But just try to communicate with your buyers a little more and keep that um, in your in your head and your mindset as if you are ordering and buying stuff for your family or yourself, you would want to know what's going on. I need a response right away. I have to ship this, you know, across the country, yeah. like whatever. Make sure that you're trying yeah. to do that. I feel like definitely during Q4, if 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 you don't respond quickly, they're just going to move on to the next listing. They're trying to get this gift. They know they're going to buy it. If you don't answer, you don't respond, you counteroffer, they, they'll just go buy it from another, you know, someone else. So keep that in mind. And then Sam, I know only one piece of advice, but I came up with another one and I think this is a really good one. Q- <laughs> Overachiever. Q- let's hear it. Okay. Q4 is so stressful and is a living nightmare for your postal worker. So be really sweet to them. Maybe get them a little Christmas gift card. Maybe, you know, get them some candy or make them some cookies. They work their butts off this month to make all these packages happen for every online retailer, including yourself. So um, I just think it might be good to spread a little holiday cheer when you go to the post office every day. Just be really sweet to them. The lines are super long and people are so nasty during the holiday season. So be nice and bright. I day. love that. I um, mean, a smile is free, right? And I love that, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Preach on, sister. Always ending on a positive note, Ashley. Always I love ending it. on a positive note. Okay. Speaking of, we're going to do another mail segment in this episode, and this time I wanted to say thank you so much. A great way, a free way to help your girl out on this podcast is to leave us a five-star review um, on your streaming platform, and so we got a really sweet review the other day um, on Apple Podcasts, and it's from our friend, Broke College Girl, our G-I-R, 
And she said, great work, ladies. I had an 11-hour car ride back to school, and I listened to every episode on the way back. You guys give so much valuable information and insight to reselling. It's amazing to have a group of people passionate about reselling, being part-time or full-time, and that ways we can be successful. I have a group of friends here at school that have gotten into Poshmark, and I'm going to share your podcast with them. As a full-time college student, it's been a great source of extra income. Can't wait to implement all the tips you guys have shared into my closet, and she's looking forward to future episodes. You can find her on Poshmark at Broke, B-R-O-K-E, College, C-O-L-L-G-E-G-I-R. So thank you so much for the review, and... I guess that's it for this week's episode. Thank you. Okay. So yeah, sorry. (laughs) Thank you. We love the review. I love reading the reviews. So good. Okay. So thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Reseller Water Cooler. Don't forget episodes go live every Wednesday on all streaming platforms and be sure to subscribe. So you're always notified And if you'd like to support us, the best, best way is to give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, and you can get a chance to be featured at the end of one of our episodes. If you'd like to interact with us or have a question, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Reseller Water Cooler. We hope you learned something new today. Thanks for hanging out with us while we chatted at the water cooler. Bye. Bye. Now go sell some stuff. Bye.